talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're with Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show. We're right here on today's News Talk. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to hang out with me. Uh, Hey, my friend Ricky's in the chat. I haven't seen Ricky in a long time. Shout out to Ricky. It's good to see you. Thanks for being here. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for being here. Uh, If you uh, are listening live, there is a chat available. You can find it on the website, tntradio.live, as well as on the app, which is available to download for free, uh, both on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Okay, tons of stuff to get through. Tons of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Tons of stuff. First of all, another reminder, uh, the trial against David McBride, whistleblower in Australia. Australia is going on. It's I can't believe this thing's actually they're actually doing this thing. They're actually doing this thing, though. Um, uh, And another just quick reminder, um, I'll probably remind you uh, quickly every single day um, because that's my friend. Um, But uh, Consortium News is on the ground, also in the courtroom. They will be for the duration of the trial. So that is your um, that is your outlet that you can go to for uh, continual updates on that. Kathy Vogan is doing a video um, uh, breakdown every single day. And I believe Joe Loria is doing a write up and art article that they'll post on consortium news um so whichever your preference they have you covered so definitely please go check that out um and please if you're in australia go to the supreme court they're having a a rally every single day i think they're recommending that you get there at eight speakers begin at nine they're going to be there the entirety of uh the trial so if you're in the area and you can make it out um in canberra please 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 go out and show support okay um uh some other things (laughs) there's we talked a little bit yesterday about israeli lies holy cow it's hard to keep up with all of them there is a ridiculous amount uh going on so there's another one uh, there's several we're going to talk about here um Um, So uh, Met Press News uh, tweeted out, multiple people have tweeted this out. I'm just uh, repeating here from Met Press News. Uh, They showed a picture. This was a video that the IDF put out um, of an Israeli soldier. It looks like they're helping. Oh, how kind are they to help this elderly Palestinian man uh, posing in front of the the camera to show uh, the soldier helping him. Turns out that in a new round of social media videos, uh, or I'm sorry, that that's the new round of social media videos, but it turns out that following the release of these social media videos, uh, they shot the guy and killed him. So his granddaughter actually um, uh, uh, confirmed that it's horrific. Um, but that's uh, that's what they do. We talked about uh, the yesterday. They had the lineup of Palestinians who were fleeing. Who you know they gave bottled water and like candy bars to. And then the moment the cameras were turned off, they started uh, d- destroying all of their luggage and shooting at them. So <laughs> that's how the IDF helps people. Also, um, uh, Loki has tweeted out again. Many people are tweeting about this. Uh, but I'm just giving you the people that I am uh, reading this from. Uh, there's apparently a Palestinian, a quote-unquote Palestinian doctor. Um, so Loki tweets out, the woman claiming to be a Palestinian doctor at Al-Shifa Hospital is believed to be an Israeli actress named Hannah Abbott. Ab- I'm sorry. It's probably horribly butchered. Actually, I'm not sorry. Um, She is a social media manager of the Aish International website, which launched the Hasbro Fellowship with the Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So she is basically a paid Israeli propagandist, um, and she has been tweeting out videos where she is claiming to be a Palestinian doctor at Al-Shifa Hospital, where um, she, uh, you know, claims that 
there's all kinds of horrific conditions and Hamas is uh, holed up in the hospital and they're being horrible to everybody and all of this stuff. All a lie. She's not even Palestinian. She's not at Al-Shifa Hospital. She never has been. She's not a doctor. The doctors that are working there have uh, have, have made it very clear that she's never worked there. Um, so it is uh, a bunch of malarkey uh, to steal a phrase from Joe Biden. Um, also, there is some there's a tunnel video. <laughs> Apparently, the IDF found these Hamas tunnels, which, listen, there are tunnels. They absolutely exist. There's no question about it. But they, uh, in order to try to justify their attacks on hospitals, they tried to claim that there was a uh, tunnel under uh, uh, one of the hospitals. And they, it's this ridiculous video where they show this guy supposedly entering into the tunnel. Then it cuts. And then he's in the tunnel. And then it cuts again. And then he's in the hospital. So it doesn't show the direct uh, line from the start of the tunnel to into the hospital. And while they're in this tunnel, they show... Uh, this uh, piece of paper on the wall, and they claim that it's a list of names of Israelis that have been targeted and murdered by Hamas. Turns out it's just a calendar. That's <laughs> all it is. It's a calendar in Arabic where they've been marking the days since the Israeli siege started. Um, uh, and also, I just wanted to quickly mention to shout out to Aaron Matei. Um, he was on a train uh, with Senator Chris Coons and confronted him nicely. He was on the quote unquote quiet car. Uh, so in a very subdued voice, you can find the video on Aaron's uh, Twitter page and also on Gray Zone. Uh, and he just very calmly uh, asks him about the, you know, thousands of dead children. And uh, Senator Coons then had him thrown off the Amtrak train. So uh, definitely go take a look at that. Uh, super interesting. Aaron did not was not, um, you know, super volatile or aggressive in any way. If you know Aaron Matei, uh, th there's no aggressive in him really at all. So he was very polite. He was very uh, subdued and uh, uh, Senator Kuhn still had him thrown off the Amtrak train, which I think is very interesting. So go check out that video as well. Um, there was a big pro-war rally today in DC uh, and I'm pretty sure that Senator Coons was there, but I'm not positive on that. Um, okay. Uh, don't forget, you can follow me over on the tweeters at Sarcasm Stardust. Check out the Substack, mistywinston.substack.com. There's a write-up for the guest of the day every day, so you can find, follow, and support their work as well. And if you would like, you can shoot me an email at mistywinston at tntradio.live. Uh, guest idea, show idea, you have a question, you want to rant about something, whatever it is, hit me up. I will try to get back to you. And I get this question all the time. If you miss your favorite TNT radio show or interview, you can listen back whenever you want, wherever you want. Uh, just visit the episodes tab on the TNT radio website, which is tntradio.live. And then we're on all the major uh, podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, and TuneIn. So there's no reason to miss out on anything here on TNT Radio. Dismantling the woke. It's a woke society and I am fed up with it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, New York. This is fun. New York Governor. Kathy Hochul threw off some serious Big Brother a la 1984 vibes on Monday, announcing that the state of New York has been, quote unquote, collecting data, big surprise, from social media platforms in order to combat so-called hate speech following an alleged rise in anti-Semitic attacks. This is unsurprising. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. All right, my friends, so which of my rights are they taking away from me now? Oh, I, I, I feel I need to offer the service to the listener just in case uh, a quick History lesson or reminder. That's right, kiddos, buckle up. Professor Ruckus is going to teach you a quick one. Throughout <laughs> history, several communist regimes have employed extensive surveillance systems. Notable examples include the Stasi in East Germany and the KGB in the Soviet Union. These organizations were infamous for their widespread networks of informants and advanced surveillance techniques, which they used to monitor virtually every aspect 
of citizens' lives. And in case you were wondering, things didn't work out so good for uh, either East Germany or the Soviet Union in those particular instances at those particular moments in time. Just keep that in mind because uh, we got this news coming out of New York where the state police will expand the scale of their monitoring of negativity and hate speech online as part of the governor, Kathy Hochul's $75 million plan to tackle the rise in quote unquote hate crimes related to the Middle Eastern War. Wrap your brain around this one. Okay. We're, we're talking about a state inside the United States of America. And we're spending $75 million to tackle a problem that they're trying to tie to an affair happening in a faraway land. Isn't this fun? Uh, Ms. Hochul said at a news conference on Monday, which followed an emergency meeting with the state's Jewish community leaders and local and federal law enforcement officials, quote, we've not seen this level of hate crimes and fear since September 12th, 2001, end quote. What is significant about that date? Oh, that's right. That's the day after 9-11. Quote, it's painful to see the cruelty with which New Yorkers are treating each other everywhere from college campuses to our streets, to schools, to playgrounds, even as they're entering their houses of worship. End quote. That is what the Democrat governor said, noting that the increase in hate crimes, quote unquote, began instantaneously as Hamas terrorists launched a brutal attack on Israel. I might have to call her out on that one. Where's your evidence of that? But anyways, that sounds nice. The state will be spending $75 million to address this issue. Ms. Hochul said including $50 million for local law enforcement to, quote, beef up their efforts, end quote. Did you get that? That means there were already efforts in place. Just saying. As well as $25 million in security grants. This funding, according to the governor, will allow state police officers who have been, quote, embedded with local law enforcement, end quote, to expand mm -hmm, their efforts in monitoring, quote, what's being said on social media platforms, end quote. Ms. Hochul explained. Aren't we lucky? Quote, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. We have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on online platforms. Our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. She continued, claiming that this is necessary for her administration to fulfill its commitment to make, quote, New Yorkers feel safe, end quote. Um, Misty, is it necessarily the job of the government to make people feel safe? And uh, no. how how does that usually go, uh, speaking, um, you know, on recent history? Not so well. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> no, not well at all. Not well at all. And also, I mean, come on. We had to see this coming. They never, and this was likely part of this whole uh, plan. They, uh, this, uh, they always use stuff like this in order to come after our rights. They, I mean, when have they not uh, used? I mean, the Patriot Act. Anybody? Hello. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is just another effort for them to try to take away more of our rights. I think that they're using this very cynically. Um, uh, and it's so interesting to me because they're claiming that it's uh, quote unquote hate speech. First of all, I would still like somebody to define what hate speech is because nobody has really made that clear. And also, I would like for somebody to um, tell me who gets to decide what is hate speech. Is there some committee out there where they're uh, you know making these decisions? I would like to know 
know who's on that board. Um, I would like to know their names, their uh, you know their 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 qualifications for deciding uh, who gets to have free speech and who does not. Um, and what's uh, so frustrating to me is that right now, if you say that Palestinians deserve human rights, that's hate speech. If you say that there should be a ceasefire, that's hate speech. If you say that Israel is a brutal apartheid nation that has uh, been occupying Palestine for over 75 years and is currently committing a genocide, that's hate speech. All of those, just facts, just facts, but that's hate speech to them. Um, and so it's this is a uh, this is unbelievably dangerous. It's completely unsurprising. They do this stuff all of the time. Anytime that there is a situation like this, they leap on the opportunity gleefully uh, to a strip our rights. And in fact, Nikki Haley just gave an interview. Um, I want to say on, I just had it pulled up, but I think I might've clicked off of it. Nope. Here it is. Nikki Haley was just on Fox news. Of course. I don't know why I even had to look, uh, but Nikki Haley was on Fox news and she is asserting now that allowing people to post on social media anonymously is a quote unquote national security threat. Um, and she is also using the claims of so-called anti-Semitism. And she says that every person on social media should be verified by their name, blatantly unconstitutional. I mean, it is insane that she's saying this stuff. It's not insane. This is Nikki Haley. Um, but yeah, she thinks that every person on social media should be verified by their name because of national security. Um, they are going to continue to push, it, push this. She uh, seems to be currently the uh, the elite's darling, uh, the uh, status quo, the um, powers that be, powers that shouldn't be. Uh, she seems to be their darling right now, I think mostly because she is an unrepentant neocon and warmonger and is very clearly in the pocket of Israel. So she seems to be the one that is kind of rising to the top here. I think after DeSantis has kind of fallen by the wayside, she has been, uh, she's become their darling. And so she, uh, this is not a, a one-off. There are multiple people talking about things like this. There are multiple people, people talking about taking away more of your rights, uh, all in the name of national security and all of that good stuff, which is the uh, crap that they always use. And uh, it, none of this uh, is, it, it's all ridiculous. It is all completely ridiculous. But what do you think, Adam? Surely if, uh, uh, they take away more of our rights, people will be safer, right? That's how that works. Well, as long as it's effective, too, because we do, you know, <laughs> got to focus safe and effective. Um, you brought up an excellent point uh, that I would like to double down on uh, because there was part of this report. One of them says that according to the NYPD, hate incidents is what they're called against Jews have increased nearly 331 percent in New York City since the October 7th Hamas terrorist attack on Israel. So you would think, oh, that means that oh, all of a sudden people felt inspired to go perform hate incidences to an, an ex extreme excessive magnitude, or as you pointed out, did absolutely nothing change except for what's considered a hate incident. So yes, because of this event, now people, if the event had never happened, would people have walked out on the street and say, cease fire in Gaza? No, right? But now when you say that, as you pointed out, that could be considered a hate incident because a Jewish person could interpret what you're saying as a call to harm them. Weird. But that's where we are. That's Which is completely ridiculous. Uh, you know, saying that Palestinians should have human rights. 
does not hate against Jewish people at all. Um, and again, I'm just going to say it again because it seems to be a difficult concept for people to wrap their heads around. Zionism is not Judaism. The two things are entirely separate. Uh, Zionism is a bastardization of Jewish, uh, uh, the Jewish faith. Um, and there are millions of Jewish people around the world who have made that entirely clear. Um, and so uh, speaking out against the Zionist Israeli government is not anti-Semitic. It does not mean you hate Jewish people. It means you're not a fan of genocide. Really, that's all it boils down to, which I think should be a more widespread position. Uh, unfortunately, it's been uh, made very clear over this past month that that is not the case. So eh, what can you do? So, I mean, just be mindful of this. They are going to come for more of your rights, uh, as they always do. But this is uh, uh, just wait. It's coming. It is definitely coming. New York will probably be one of the first to kick it off. It's going to spread like wildfire. Uh, and we need to fight it every single on every single front all of the time as loud as we can. OK, Adam, thanks for bringing us this story. We will talk to you again tomorrow. As always, hang tight. We're going to be right back with our guest here on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. More and more, we're seeing Netflix documentaries which are completely fictional, or at least in large part fictional, and they're being portrayed as historical fact. Poll after poll after poll shows that young people who, by definition, have no historical context, believe that what they see is what actually happened. And this goes well beyond Hollywood movies with their classic based on a true story disclaimer these are actual documentaries or at least they're put out as being actual documentaries when in fact they're not a documentary sticks to the facts that's part of what being a, a documentarian is all about it's not opinionaries it's not conjecturaries it's documentaries and more and more we're seeing that these documentaries aren't documenting facts they're documenting the documentarians political interpretation of facts while completely omitting facts that disagree with their chosen narrative. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14 and I watched her struggle, but MDA helped her get the best treatments and care. And they also help kids like my buddy, Ethan. My name is Ethan and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. AMDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. CO2 sustains all life on Earth, but now it's in long-term decline. We face the return of an ice age. We mandate that the truth be told. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. Oh, hey, by the way, I wanted to mention that the Nikki Haley thing that we were just talking about her thinking everybody should have to use uh, their name on social media. Just to point out, she doesn't even use her own given name. She goes by another name other than what she was given at birth. So it's just ironic. And also she she's terrible. Um, OK, uh, our guest today is Keith McHenry. Keith is a bona fide badass. I do not say that lightly. He co-founded the group Food Not Bombs in Boston in 19. 
1980. Since then, he has recovered, cooked, and shared food with the hungry for over 37 years. He has been arrested numerous times uh, for his efforts, and both himself and the group as a whole have been featured on the terrorist watch list for feeding people, y'all. That's that's what they do. They feed people. Uh, he is still running his own local chapter in Santa Cruz, California, and also helping to coordinate logistics for Food Not Bombs globally. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Keith underscore McHenry, uh, and you can also find more information about Food Not Bombs, including finding a chapter near you. You can donate all of that good stuff uh, at foodnotbombs.net. And fun fact, Keith was my very first guest ever uh, when I very first started at TNT Radio on March 15th, 2022, uh, my very first radio guest. And I was so nervous. I'm fairly certain if you go back and listen to that episode, you can probably hear my heartbeat <laughs> as I'm talking to him. So <laughs> Keith, thanks for coming back to the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Misty. That's great. Boy, a lot's happened since then. Right? <laughs> yeah, God, it's incredible. I know. It, even in one day, a lot can happen, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. Ah. Yeah, like, it's I exhausting. Guess, it is. You know, between wars, now we got like a few more wars since we last talked. Um, a few more coups by the U.S. since we last talked, <laughs> it looks like. I guess they're about to try to overthrow the government of Georgia. That yeah. should be helpful. They did like, uh, you know, Sudan. There's still the U.S. is a mass is genociding people in Sudan as part of that coup. And it never ends. And, and, uh, <laughs> and then I guess the, uh, the other thing is just, I just was, you know, came, you know, I knew there were going to be a, a biometric, uh, digital ID for Europe. I guess that passed yeah. the European Commission. And now by the end of next year or something, you're supposed to have, you know, prove who you are to be online over there. And, uh, and then all the, boy, the terrorism of, of uh, Israel and, and against the people of Palestine and how that's about to go into a global war. There's an unknown number of U.S. troops have already died in that conflict. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, that to me, I can't haven't even been able to sleep since the, since, uh, the beginning of that genocide, you know, I mean, yes, hardly. I mean, yeah. I it, it's, it's a lot. Caitlin Johnstone actually wrote a really fantastic piece where she talked about uh, the impact that that's had on her mentally and emotionally and spiritually, because it is a lot. I mean, we're bombarded with these images of, uh, you know, just I mean, I don't even there's not even words. They're really I mean, I want to say the brutalization of Palestinians. That's not even strong enough. I mean, uh, it is just rampant mass murder uh, on a grand scale. I think that uh, the numbers are now uh, eleven thousand and seventy eight are now dead, obviously. This is from uh, the updates from November 10th. So obviously that has gone up even since then, just four days. Um, there's still 2,700 people missing under the rubble. 1,500 of those are children. Uh, 4,506 kids have been killed. 3,027 women have been killed. And 3,545 men have been killed. So let's just point out, Keith, uh, that they've killed 4,500 kids and just 3,500 men. Uh, I think that that's an important point to point out here because um, uh, this is uh, Gaza is a city of children. And they are indiscriminately bombing that city right now. And uh, it's horrific. It's a lot to take in, right? Yeah, it is. Some, in one hand, I feel like sharing the images is important to keep it alive. Yeah. But on the other hand, that might be part of what the strategy is, right? Because yeah, I think it what's is. Going, so it's a combination of things. You don't want people to to not realize how horrific the thing that. So I wrote an essay, I think, on the day, what, like the second day or the third day. Um, uh, b because what horrified me 
was that so many people like Nikki Haley and uh, and so many were advocating genocide. And you weren't hearing any pushback except for like grassroots people pushing back. And, yeah. and it was it was all like Biden, you know, you think, oh, yeah, well, you know, but. Biden never commented. He had supported the genocide openly to have mm-hmm. a president of your. So the thing is, Friday, so in that essay, because I, I've been to Palestine, spent, I've run from the, uh, you know, from the settlers in the IDF, you know, uh, on the West Bank. You know, I've seen the whole, I spoke to the family that's locked into the wall. You know, I've, you know, I've, I've seen the whole, you, when you're there, it is, it's, it's, it is, uh, that was in 2003. Um, I went to visit Food Not Bombs in Tel Aviv. They had organized a thing called Anarchist Against the Wall. And the day I arrived on the 26th of December, they had done their first Anarchist Against the Wall action where they came, they br- broke through this gate where the IDF comes and goes uh, into Palestine and tried to get through it. And the IDF, uh, Israeli Defense Forces, shot live ammo at them injuring uh one of the protesters gill who had just gotten out of the idf himself and yeah. was just horrified about what he saw so the thing that's like frightens me is that when i was there um evan and and uh, all of them they would tell me look it we can shoot and kill any palestinian we want and there'll never be an investigation but we shoot a dog we're gonna have to pay two thousand shekels yeah and that's crazy and isn't that incredible? Like, if if yeah. you want to go kill people, buy a ticket to uh, Ben Gurion Airport, get off. Some you could buy a gun in a half a second. Go to the West Bank and shoot as many people as you want, and you will never have a problem. It, it's frightening that that it is. The, and and they've been doing it, as you said, that was 2003. That was 20 years ago. And things have only yeah. really gotten worse. And I'm so glad that you, first of all, thank you for calling it the terrorism, uh, Israel's terrorism against the Palestinians. That's what it is. We hear so much about Hamas as a terrorist group. I'm so sick of hearing that. Israel is a terrorist organization. There is no question about it. There is, uh, the, it's not even close. The power disparity here uh, and the the way the situation, mean, you don't even have to be all that smart to figure it out. I think it's very clear. This is one of the most cut and dry uh, cases that I have ever seen. And it is, there is an oppressor and there is the oppressed and there is no question about which is which. And so uh, thank you for calling it terrorism, but also um, every everything that you just said, um, I've heard that and more. Everybody, and I've never been to Palestine. I would love to go one day, um, but uh, every person, and I know many, 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 many people who have gone, journalists, activists, and they have all said the exact same thing. I knew it was bad, um, but when I got there, I realized how much unbelievable worse it actually is than I ever could have imagined. Um, and I think exactly. that so many people are just unaware of how horrific it has, it is and has been for some time. So we just take a quick break and get headlines. Hang tight. We're going to be right back here on TNT Radio. Well, what's the news? TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu claimed that if the Israeli military doesn't remove Hamas, the United States and Europe could be next. Suella Braverman says that UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has manifestly and repeatedly failed to deliver on his key policy pledges in a bitter and explosive letter to the Prime Minister. Rescuers are working around the clock Tuesday to remove debris to extract 40 workers who have been trapped for over two days after an under-construction tunnel collapsed in northern India. 
Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT Radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT Radio. All right. We are here with my friend, Keith McHenry. He is uh, an incredible activist, the co-founder of Food Not Bombs. Uh, and we were just talking about uh, the Israel-Palestine situation. And the reason I really wanted to have you want to talk about this, because, I mean, obviously, your organization is called Food Not Bombs. Uh, very yeah. clearly something the United States uh, is unable to even comprehend that whole uh, philosophy. Um, but how frustrating is it for you? Because like you mentioned at the top, um, th- it's not just Israel-Palestine. We've obviously seen the Ukraine situation play out horrifically. Um, they've just gotten absolutely slaughtered. And I mean that very, uh, very specifically. And an, almost an entire uh, generation of Ukrainian men has been completely wiped out uh, on the whims of, uh, you know, Western imperialism. Um, but this, it must be very frustrating for you as somebody who has been attempting to uh, kind of right the ship, um, uh, get people more focused on helping each other, feeding people, uh, you know, doing good things instead of blowing people up for profit. And I'm sure that watching all of this play out must take a, a heavy toll on you. Well, it does. It's really frustrating to, it's actually 43 years ago that I started Food Not Bombs. Um, not 37, which I, Oh, maybe that was just outdated. It's outdated. I mean, I keep forgetting to update any of my <laughs> websites. But anyway, so the thing is that that it is really fun. So, for instance, we have a, a Jerusalem food not bombs, and they've been going out in this war um, sharing food every week. And before the current war, they were um, bringing food and standing in solidarity with Palestinians in East Jerusalem and occupied East Jerusalem with uh, housing demolition actions. So my experience of being in Palestine, um, it was a, it, an eye opener, as you as you uh, mentioned it. Every, you know, I have a friend Tristan Anderson who was food not bombs or East Bay in uh, in California. Here, he went over to witness what was happening. He was taking pictures of of uh, of the ra- of the settler raids, and the settlers are getting much more brutal. And they were already brutal back in two thousand and three, um, and. He got hit with a um, tear gas canister in, in the uh, head, and he's permanently disabled in a wheelchair, can't talk anymore. This is like 20 years ago himself. He was a super healthy young man. And, um, you know, so, so he's necessitated a lifelong ability as an American living in Berkeley, having to be taken care of because he was injured by the IDF on the, on the West Bank. But I think the other, it is frustrating because here it is, I co-found a group called Food Not Bombs. We're in way over a thousand cities of the world. Each of our individual groups are trying to organize locally against this genocide, but it's it's so overwhelming. Um, it's very frustrating. The other thing is I've, uh, that you are the first person to contact me to do some media during a a bombing. Wow! I can't. I am blacklisted from all media, basically. Not here. Not here. <laughs> But it's incredible. I know. And um, and then the other thing is that, uh, you know, I've never been invited to speak on the stage at a rally. Wow. Really? Never. So that far, never. That is insane. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And, and the fact that I, and then I got trashed for organizing protests here in Santa Cruz against the war in Ukraine by other leftists who were like, <laughs> we've got to ki- kill Putin. What the hell? And then uh. the the local and uh, but here then I, one message that I I I really want to get across in this 
So the dehumanizing language of yeah. the Palestinians is the same language that is used to describe homeless people in the United States. Yes. And it's not and if we can watch a genocide and be unable to stop it, then it would be nothing to do a genocide yeah. of the homeless and the poor in the United States. And maybe that's the message of the genocide is we are, the U.S. is so vicious that it will, it will stop at nothing so that whatever we want, like a digital biometric digital ID, which they're bringing to the United States or like, um, you know, forced, uh, you know, central bank digital currency or mm -hmm. the use of the border crisis for to pretend like there's this massive influx of terrorists coming into the United States. Yeah. And to and and, and therefore, um, you know, that, that we're going to be there, you know, supposedly today there's supposed to be a massive terrorist attack in the U.S., possibly because you have all the pro genocide people out, you know, in, in Washington, D.C., demanding more genocide. I don't know if you saw that Van Jones thing where he was yeah. trying to be and the people are booing him. And I Isn't know that Van, amazing? It's amazing. He was like a, a, a full-throated support of Israel, like a full-throated support, which is weird to me because 20 years ago, he had a whole different tune. I think very obviously he has been captured. Um, but he just very tepidly suggested, suggested that maybe we should stop killing children. And people freaked out, started booing him, yeah. yelling, no ceasefire. It is the bloodthirst uh, is... I mean, it's fascinating. It's also horrifying. I cannot believe, I cannot believe um, how intense the bloodlust is uh, uh, in this situation. Children, Keith, I mean, as we just talked about, yeah. 4,500 yeah. kids murdered, murdered, gone. There are babies yeah. right now, currently, as we are speaking, who should be in incubators, who cannot be in incubators because Israel is uh, slaughtering them by proxy, by uh, refusing to allow fuel in uh, so their incubators can't even run. Those babies right now are dying as we speak, uh, and people yeah. want more blood. It's crazy. It, it's so sad. I've known Van for a long time. I had a fight. Van was our legal observer uh, when we we're being arrested for feeding people in San Francisco. And wow. then he claimed, he claims, so we were organized a big protest. He was the legal observer against the Rodney King beating. And everybody was arrested in the whole rally. And he credits his becoming a human rights activist, civil rights activist, from spending 14 hours with a guy, me, in a holding cell at 850 Bryant Street in San Francisco. Then when the Rodney when the Rodney King verdict happened um, and there was a Rodney King uprising, he and I were standing together at Van Ness and, and Grove after all these marches. It was the most beautiful day because it was like a third uh, Latino, a third black and a third white and a pretty hard, a large number of Asians all together against police brutality and about 25,000 of us. And, um, the, the riot started. So he has his storm banner and I am with about five other food up bombs people. And I have what I call the three lane, uh, three lane wide food up bombs banner because it's just huge. And he's like, we got to go to the Western Edition, which is the black neighborhood, which is actually buildings owned by black people. And he's like, let's take the riot there. And I'm going, no, those people own those buildings. They go, yeah. but in the 60s, in the 60s, I said, I was in the riots in the 60s 
in Philadelphia. I watched my hotel room with my family filled with smoke during the, the Martin Luther King riot. And um, I saw the tanks on the street. I saw the people being, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, soldiers everywhere, dogs everywhere, everything. I said, no, let's go to Pacific Heights. The cops are killing us to defend the rich. And thankfully, yeah. I had such a large banner that we we did go to Pacific Heights or actually technically Knob Hill with the riot. And there was it was a, it was an amazing day. Um, but it's so weird that Van Jones is now even has the nerve to why would you even you've got to be out of your mind to to advocate genocide. Right. I just I don't what... understand. He did a song. He did a rap song with Mumia Abu, Abu Jamal uh, like yeah. 20 years ago or something talking about the plight of the Palestinians and how they should be free and all of this other stuff. And now my guy is at a uh, pro Zionist rally, a pro genocide rally, uh, very tepidly, uh, you know, saying maybe we shouldn't kill babies and getting booed. And then he just I mean, he just cowers before them. It is fascinating. And there's so many people who have taken that turn. Um, and I think it's just very obvious that that's it's just, uh, you know, um, uh, the influence correct. And that's just really what it is. But let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hang tight here on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, our girl Greta is at it again, except she might have just hung herself with her own rope. Now, what rope is that? Well, she wants to get into political activity. She's trying to parallel what's going on with Israel and Palestine with climate change. In fact, this is exactly how they work. They try to link things together, and yet there's some people in the climate community that don't like this at all. As a matter of fact, they resent her doing that because after all, whether they're right or wrong, climate is important to them. But let me tell you what the common denominator of what people like Greta Thunberg are doing is. They don't know all the facts. She certainly does not know the history, which extends back to Abraham, by the way, of how this whole problem got going over there. She has no idea. And she certainly does not have any idea of the seven, eight, nine, in fact, probably infinite amount of counters to her climate change stance. So consequently, these people are getting these very loud voices and they're based on ignorance. And the big question is, is how can a society and how can people that need facts, confront facts, have the freedom to do so, how can they survive when the voices that are yelling and screaming the loudest are coming from ignorance? Ponder that question for a while. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. I had a, a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. I am here with my pal, Keith McHenry. He's the co-founder of the amazing organization, Food Not Bombs. Please go check them out. Support, donate, do all the things. Um, they're a grassroots organization. They feed tons of people every year. Uh, you can go to foodnotbombs.net. You can find a chapter near you. You can make a donation. If you want to start a chapter near you, I am sure that they would love to have you. Um, so definitely take a look uh, and uh, and help out however you can. All right, Keith. So um, uh, I also wanted to, uh, you know, we talk about, we've been talking about the Israel-Palestine situation. And 
I wanted to ask you because you've been around for a while. You've seen many of these situations play out. Um, and I've been saying to everybody, and we've been having this conversation uh, uh, consistently on the show. This time feels different to me, Keith. I feel like this time um, people are uh, seeing through the bullshit. They, the veil has been lifted a bit on uh, Israel. I think that a lot of that has to do with the social media um, era that we live in. I think that we now have people on the ground in Gaza who are able to report in real time what's actually happening. I think prior to that, Israel was able to kind of whitewash everything. They controlled the narrative. They basically own our media. So they were able to, uh, you know, just basically, uh, you know, feed them stories and they would just do what they were told. Uh, and this time just feels different. It feels very much like Israel is losing the PR war. But what do you think? Oh, yeah. The, the Israel is, this is definitely different. Um, yeah. Say, for instance, so the last big genocide um, that the U.S. sponsored and, you know, did was uh killing a million people in iraq right and there was like uh millions of us in the street you know yeah. it was incredible and yet we didn't have like any kind of real time you know because the, the they learned from the vietnam war embed yes. the thing there was you know there weren't people like somehow we weren't getting um iraqis information out to us from what was going on to them, possibly because Saddam itself was was a dictator controlling events before that. So it wasn't like such an open situation. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, th th now it is it's incredible that that. So I do. It is really interesting that this many I've never seen so many people be understand the, the fact that, you know, you'll hear people just randomly at these rallies and stuff say, look, at they were occupied 75 years ago. Um, you know, they, they'll know the distance of, you know, it's like five miles across to 25 miles long, the Gaza Strip. Um, people will talk about a two-state solution, maybe no longer possible or go back to the 67 borders. Um, my, the food not bombs. So it is, it's completely different, but it's also like kind of more frightening. So even though there's like millions of us in the street, literally millions of people in the street all the time. And the, the other thing that's really beautiful is that no more uh, Not My Name and Jewish Voices for Peace and so on yes. are, are taking the lead in these actions. There was what yeah. at least 500 people occupying the Oakland Federal Building yesterday, which I've spent a lot of time in over, over my years. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and it was... Uh, it was incredible that they took it over. It reminded me, um, I helped organize the takeover of the federal building in Boston during the U.S. bombing of El Salvador in 1982. And it was the same idea. Five, six hundred people in the lobby looked very similar to the Oakland one. And it took them hours and hours to arrest us all. Did the same thing in Oakland yesterday. Um you know, so the so the pow the amount of people out on the streets organizing, and then it's interesting. Look at they have that event that Van Jones spoke at. They were offering two hundred and fifty dollars if you to pay you to go to that, plus a free bus trip there. Yes, to be at it. And 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 I've never been to an action where they offer. You know, the left no. would never pay you two fifty to do anything. You can't even no. get paid two fifty to cover your expenses of what of whatever. So no. then the other thing that's amazing that seems to be, I mean, maybe other Twitter feeds are not like this, but I get like the, a, you know, like they're run. there's a multi-million dollar PR campaign run by somebody, probably the U.S., um, where they will have uh, people, they'll pay people to put up the 
missing children posters. You may have yep. seen them. We had them at our protest here. Um, every protest we have about Palestine, they have the posters all taped on the light poles and everything. But mm -hmm. yeah, we just actually kind of leave them there. We don't bother with them. But um, but what? But obviously, what they're doing is they this PR firm is taping up these posters and and then paying somebody to walk up and tear them down and videotaping them and going, isn't this horrible? So you'll see that post by a billionaire, maybe you know, like uh, but Bill Atkins, I guess you know, he's like he'll post a lot yep. of those. He's like a billionaire. And and uh, one of uh, um, you know uh, um, RFK's juniors Ugh. like buddies in censorship, and yeah. um, and and then so you'll see those go along, or you'll see that fa that actor pretending like she's a a nurse in a hospital, and it turns out she's a famous Israeli actor with a, has a really bad Arabic accent, and, <laughs> yeah. or 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 they'll have the video of the poor old man with the 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 cane and they're they're helping him and then they shoot him right after they take their yes. video or the people that have the water on the gaza mm -hmm. beach and they hand him the water and then they kill him at once the video of them being nice is over or um you know so what it'll so you know and then what is the, one of the people i think from the gray zone i forget whether wyatt or they, they will publish all the list of all the debunked lies of the idf from that day and it's you yeah know, like because there's multiple then, a day keith it's crazy it's hard to keep yeah. up with i'm not even it's insane like i i actually tweeted out is anybody keeping up with these because it is i mean there's dozens dozens and dozens and caitlin johnstone who i love everybody who listens to the show knows i love caitlin johnstone yeah um, i she do too i read her every day yeah yeah me too she <laughs> tweeted out today if israel's position were based on truth and morality it wouldn't be churning out a non-stop deluge of demonstrable lies and she's absolutely right if they truly believe that what they are doing is good and right and just and it is uh you know what what needs to happen um they wouldn't find it necessary to lie they wouldn't find it necessary to make all this stuff up they would just be able to uh you know go out there and and just speak their piece just be able to listen this is our cause we feel it's right and this is what's going on and they just they've been lying since day one i mean we've we've recently found out that on october 7th israel killed its own people a whole bunch of them they were just indiscriminately shooting at people uh because it was hard to tell who was Hamas so they just killed everybody uh and it's just it's it's mind-blowing to me and I think that that's what I feel like is so different because prior to um you know social media and things like that I feel like they would have been very easily able to get away with that kind of a storyline with that narrative uh but now it's like we have people online real-time debunking their crap um like the 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 video or the I guess the audio that they released of supposedly the two Hamas fighters um admitting that they were the ones that blew up the uh, the hospital and it wasn't even it was israelis and it was idf soldiers and it was people were like this isn't even the right dialect and it, it's just so easy now to debunk these things in real time it is frustrating though that so many people still buy into it uh people who i thought knew better people who i thought you know who got ukraine right who got i mean there's some people who i think that there's reasons why and i don't think they actually buy into it i think that they are uh going along to get along i'm looking at you robert kennedy jr um uh i don't think he actually buys this stuff i think he is uh, uh very compromised that's my opinion come for me or not i don't care um but yeah it's just it's so frustrating because you're right it is it's so and a lot of the stuff is so obvious keith there's it's it's such obvious crap um yeah and they just have no shame they have no shame and if you've been there 
the the story is even more outlandish because yeah. like I because I've hung out with all these Palestinians in the West Bank and the story that 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 is just not what people in Palestine are about you know yeah. like you know, all this it's insanity and but also it's weird because you if you've got the Twitter timeline and here's this is something frustrating I've abandoned all other you can't you know like say Google News. There's nothing on it but prop CIA propaganda. Yeah. Um, there's no news sources anymore. So the last bastion of news sources is Telegram and Twitter. And mm -hmm. that's not even all, you know, that's, uh, it's going to be sad when they eliminate Twitter and, and Telegram, which probably will happen in the next year. Um, the, uh, that there'll be no way to have access to media of any nature other than just by word of mouth, by talking to people or telephone, direct telephone call with somebody somewhere. But, um, you know, that's the direction it's going. But it's like, it's, it seems like if you were the Israeli and the U.S. government, really, Israel is the U.S., you know. Yeah. There's no difference. Um, They're the 51st the same, state. Yeah, the same people set it up for the same reason. I mean, mm -hmm. that was the one weird thing about RFK Jr.'s last, like, really astoundingly nightmarish uh, thing that he, you know, interview that he did. Um where he just explained, yeah, we have, we took over, you know, we put Israel there <laughs> yeah. because we need to like control the oil. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you know, I mean, at the, least he the told idea. the truth. I respect him yeah. for that. Everybody else will try to yeah. pontificate and they'll pretend as if, you know, oh, we just, democracy. It's, the, yeah. it's the only, yeah, it's the only democracy in the Middle East and we support democracy. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was like, no, it's just a military outpost. That's all it is. And yeah. that's the truth. That's really all it yeah. is. And we have to kill all these people because we need mm -hmm. to defend our military outposts. You know, so the the other thing that's interesting is that you know, that, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Native American communities. I was in the Hopi land, and my grandfather lived with the Hopis before electricity ruined the Hopi land and all that. And I've been to the snake dances, and I've been to the green corn dances, and I've run from the ogre and first mesa like the other little children that you know. Hopi children. I would be Hopi if I was Hopi, but I'm not Hopi. Right. And then, right. um, and then, um, but, but so I have a, the, it, when I was in the West Bank, the indigenous people of the West Bank, the Palestinians, their energy, their ideas, their conversations, their buildings, it's like so reminded me of the indigenous people I've worked with in the United States and, or the aboriginal people that I worked with in, in Australia. And the Food Up Bombs has always had this solidarity with indigenous people everywhere. In fact, when I went to Sydney to APEC, and APEC is happening now in San Francisco, and there's a direct... So when I went there, the, the elders of the uh, Aboriginal community had a tent city embassy, and they did a special smoke ceremony with the where the uh, um, eucalyptus trees and everything for us because I was the elder of my clan, and the only people that stood with the Aboriginal people in Australia were the Food Up Bombs kids. And they've been d defending them ever since we got had our first Food Up Bombs there. But APEC, which is Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation, I think is what it means, um, uh, is in San Francisco right now. So what they had to do is they had to clean the city yeah. of homeless people. Yep. And now, and, th and there's a there there's an AstroTurf event uh, campaign there that is like the Missing Children AstroTurf PR campaign in Palestine, where they are 
corporations are paying um, and pretending that these are the good citizens that are against the fentanyl epidemic. And, and, uh, and just so people are clear, fentanyl is being distributed and it's intentionally being distributed by law enforcement to mm -hmm. create the whole system of like, oh, we need more cops, more clampdown. It's, it's a, the it's crack epidemic all over again. It's, yep. And my great, great my, yeah, it's the same thing. My grandfather was OSS in Burma. He was in charge. Uh, he directed the most deadly bombing campaign in world history called Operation Meeting House and um, firebombing Tokyo. But he was for the first 14 years of my life, he was like grooming me to be join this, uh, you know, community of people that would be mass murderers. And he taught me, but he used the term white burden. Like when we have to kill all these people, it's our, we have the white burden. The people we're killing, <sighs> they're dead. You don't have to worry about them. And then the whole reason why I was, a, a you know, selected to kill lots of people was because I was um, genetically superior. And it was only those of us that were genetically superior, like, because I was from the back, you know, my grandfather, OSS, CIA, you know, yeah, we, we have that burden where we have to determine the, the way the world works. The other interesting thing that he taught me, well, he told me how they set up Pearl Harbor and why they had to do Pearl Harbor, which is just the same as Gulf of Tonkin Bay, which is mm -hmm. just the same as uh, uh, incubator babies in Kuwait. Which weapons is just of mass destruction. Mass, it just goes yeah. on. The main, remember the main. You know, it's just an endless array. The Syrian of, gas uh, attacks. Yeah, every yeah. Time. It just goes on and on and on. So he was like saying, the one thing that is, we have elections in the United States for the purpose of dividing and conquering the population, but yeah. under no circumstances will we allow an election to determine the direction of society. That is never going to happen. We will no. not be doing that. And, mm -hmm. and people, and, and so this is like really hardcore that the, the reality is these elections all along have been a psycho. A sham. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I've been saying that for ages. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know how it's not more readily apparent to people. Um, it doesn't yeah. matter. I say it all the time on matters of war and wall street. There's one party. Everything else is used to keep you fighting amongst yourselves. And it doesn't matter who was elected. It doesn't matter who the president is. The agenda remains the same. The only thing that changes is the demographic to which they pander to Republicans, uh, pander to a certain demographic Democrats pander to a certain demographic. And really all that is for is what you're talking about to divide people and keep them fighting amongst themselves so that we're not paying attention to the man behind the curtain. That's all that it is. It's all it's ever been. It's so frustrating to me that more people cannot snap out of it um, because that's what it's going to take is for there be uh, the, for there to be like a mass shift in public consciousness for people to so recognize maybe, the game that's being played. I just don't think it's going to happen. And may, there, yeah, I don't know how. See, that's the problem now. It looks like society is completely collapsing. Yeah. Um, this election will be who knows even what the how the game plan <laughs> is now, right? Um, well, do they really want Biden to, to be the president so badly that? No, they, I don't think they do. I don't I, think that they're. I don't yeah. think he's even going to be on the ballot. Frankly, I think they're probably going to pull him because he's such a liability. He can't even form a coherent yeah. sentence, Keith. Like he is such he is such a hot mess. But the problem is, is they don't have anybody else. Um, they have no bench. They have nobody who. Everybody else is despised uh, universally. Yeah. There's no there's no appearance of support for anybody else. So it's they're in a hot. I'm sure that there are some very desperate conversations happening behind closed doors. Okay, listen. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I wish I, you know I could talk to you all day long. You you're the best. Um, so you're welcome back anytime. I don't know why nobody else is having you on. Since I know that, I'm going to have you on all the time now. Um, so tell everybody where they can yeah. find you and where they can find Food Not Bombs. 
So Food Not Bombs is foodnotbombs.net. And you can contact me at foodnotbombs.net, Keith at foodnotbombs.net, or, uh, you know, that's the most direct way. We have a toll-free number, which is ringing off the hook because all these health agencies gave out my number to seniors who have no food. (laughs) So I have people calling me every minute crying that they have no food. But anyway, you can still try 1-800-884-1136, which is on foodnotbombs.net. Cool. And also you can follow Keith on Twitter at Keith McHenry. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. I will be in touch so we can get you back on. I'll be back tomorrow with another show for you. As Julian Assange says, learn, challenge, act now, and do not go anywhere. Uh, um, uh, Timothy Shea, almost forgot his name right after this on TNT Radio.